Asim at Sosito. He's helping B2B folks give really personalized, targeted touches, especially in industries where it's not, you know, a mass market approach. He's doing it in a very fragmented space. He's obviously got funding, growing, really focused on having, how to use his 25-person team right now to grow revenues past that $200,000 per month mark. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database... I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Asim Badshaw. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Sosito, which is a 20-person B2B social media demand generation company backed by Techstars Ventures, Vulcan Capital, and Divergent Ventures. Before this company, he was founder of Uptown Treehouse, a social media marketing agency working with brands like Uniqlo, Nike, Western Union, and Lenovo. All right, Asim, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Absolutely. Very cool. So for people that did not catch you when you came on about a year ago on the show, tell Tell us real quick, what does Sosudo do and how do you make money? What's your revenue model? Yeah, happy to, happy to. So it's pretty simple. You know, what we do is we help B2B marketers find relevant prospects out there on social media that are talking about their space, that are showing real-time behavioral interest. And we give them a really easy way to engage with those folks on social media and add those folks to their email marketing campaigns so they can grow their social channels, they can grow their email channels and get more leads over to the sales team. And then a uh, quick update on team. So last time you were on, again, about nine months ago, you had about 25 folks helping your customers do this. Are you still at about that same level? That's correct. Yep. The uh, the last nine months has been all about efficiency. How do we take that headcount and, and get more out of it? Increasing quotas, uh, you know, decreasing. What did you increase quota to? So we're now, I think, around about four thousand dollars in MRR per month per uh, AE. Interesting. And how many AEs do you have? We've got three AEs. Okay, got it. And you have like, I mean, how do you how do you uh, help them hit that, right? Are you having to hire SDRs for an AE to get them better leads or higher volume? Like what levers are you pulling? Yeah, so this is interesting, right? Because I think over the last six months, we really started going down more and more of that SDR route, the account-based marketing route, uh, trying to focus more on on outbound, leaning away from the free trial and really leaning more towards leads that are registering for content, webinars, white papers, and frankly, I think the learning in the last six months is 
the more you can get people into the product up front and the more in our particular case that we can drive inbound leads, the better our sales team is gonna do. So we're actually moving a little bit away from the outbound and ABM model and finding, hey, our sweet spot is gonna be in the SMB middle market. We do grow our enterprise companies, but they all kind of start there around $1,000 per month on their licenses. And really the best way for us to bring that in at scale is have a great free trial and, and get people into that free trial. So even on our website today, it's more of a request free trial, uh, but we're moving back to that inbound kind of self-serve model, let the product speak and, and let people get in there. And so that means no touch, right? So, but you said you increase quotas. Wouldn't you want higher touch, higher price points if you're increasing quotas? No, no. So the so the point of the trial is to become the pipeline for our AEs. So instead of having an SDR doing 100 email outreaches every single day and then that turning into one or two appointments, really we're looking at it and saying, hey, if we can get more trials in, the AEs are going to be able to work those warmer leads. We're going to see higher conversion rates to opportunities, and that's going to allow us to increase quotas. Got so it. it's still a human that's closing the deal, but the way that we're getting the efficiency is by by letting inbound do the work of actually building pipeline. Got it. Well, we've had a few of your customers on like Pendo. They share their numbers. They're growing like crazy. So you must be helping them do something right. Indeed. Yeah, we were actually just talking about them yesterday. That's awesome. Uh, customer count. Last time you were on, you were at about 200. What do you got now? Yep. Still hanging out around there. What we've basically seen is moving up the ACV. So, you know, we, we went through this period of time where we kind of sold to everybody. Uh, and if you remember what I kind of said in terms of what we do, it's specific to B2B. Um, we went through a period where we were selling to consumer companies to you know freelancer a golf course and these companies just don't stick with us right they don't see long-term success and well because so most the of them die in real life they die so you know that that's definitely true i mean i think for anybody working in the smb market you're gonna see you know more churn than than in the enterprise market but i think for us specifically it was you know hey what we're good at is helping to find b2b prospects right i mean that's really where the challenge is that we solve i mean for consumer marketers there's so many tools out there to drive big brand scale on social media what we do is we help b2b companies actually cut through the noise and find the prospects that they would be looking for so you would have B2C companies come in, uh, but they're not gonna see the level of value that a B2B company is going to see. And so our LTV with those B2C customers was much lower, uh, the cost to serve was higher, and there just wasn't a really good product market fit there. So that's when we started the segment and say, hey, listen, on the sales side, we're gonna really focus on just selling to B2B companies that can actually leverage this system for their sales team. And we're gonna start to turn away the B2C companies that are coming in uh, into the pipeline. So basically that one, that, you know, kind of 200 customers that we're talking about, you've kind of seen that bottom end flush out and then us fill that in with kind of higher LTV customers. So expansion revenues. Exactly. Yep. Makes good sense. Um, I want to dive more into the industry and have you actually share some customer story, real customer stories of kind of sure. people using you. Um, give us an update on, on revenue though, real quick. So last month, what have you guys grown to? So we are, we're continuing to grow. I and mean, I think we're, we're relatively flat to where we were probably about six months ago. Again, we're kind of going through that cycle of figuring out what we're going to be. Are we playing at the enterprise side of the market, the S&B side of the market, B2B or B2C? So we've kind of taken a little bit of a pause on the growth. That's why you're seeing the employee count kind of stay where it is mm -hmm. so that we can really make sure we've got product market fit before we start to throw a lot of fuel on it's the It's interesting fire. you tie um, employee count to growth because I would much rather see revenue per employee 
doubling and tripling versus your employee count like doubling or tripling um why in your brain did you feel the urge to say like like to hedge your flat employee count no, I, mean, I think I think it's it's this notion of, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs get taught in this, right? This idea of scaling too quick, right? Putting a bunch of resources into the machine, even though you might be pointed a little bit in the wrong direction. And so when I say, you know, keeping the employee count flat, I mean, hey, listen, we're not going to go and hire a ton of salespeople, customer success people. We're not going to throw a bunch of resources when we don't totally know which market we're going after, right? Is that distribution model going to be inbound? or is it going to be outbound? Are we focused on the enterprise and doing big deals up front or are we focused on SMB mid-market and kind of growing customers as we go? What you don't want to do is you don't want to say, hey, we're at 20 employees. We're going to grow to 40 just for the sake of growing top line revenue, but we're going to be running in the wrong direction. We're going to go collect a whole bunch of B2C customers or a whole bunch of enterprise custom deals that we're not going to be able to serve. So I think that's where we've kind of looked at and said, hey, before we take that next step to really going into growth mode, let's make sure that we are focused on the right segment of the market and that we're really feeling that kind of product market fit fire. And I think How will you know that? So it's going to come out in what you were saying, right? So the revenue per employee, efficiency of each employee. I think last year we were actually low there, right? Which is coming back to your point of kind of saying, hey, we want to see that efficiency per employee grow. Yeah, you told me you did about one point in last episode, about 1.5 million last year, right? Uh, I think it was more than that last okay. year. I think we were we were a little bit higher there. And, and you know, again, are kind of in the two and a half range now. Um, That's your year in the two and a half ARR range? Correct. Yeah, so you're doing about, about 200 grand per month, something like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, I think this is a good kind of point in the company's life cycle to make sure that we're pointed in the right direction before we throw a bunch of resources at getting to five or 10. All right, let's talk about market. So like, this is a crowded freaking market. I mean, you, I'm just looking yep. just in my interviews, Radius, Calibermind, Unami, RevBoss, HipLead, HG Data, Full Conduct, Discover Org, Attentive Illumino, Artisan. I mean, Corporate 360, you know all these guys. How do you, how do you win? Like when you're on a sales call and someone says, well, I just got off the phone with Artisan, why should I like hire you over them how do you win them this is i mean this is this is one of the toughest parts of the marketing technology technology industry as a whole and frankly you know, i was talking to another entrepreneur yesterday it's like everywhere in SaaS is crowded these days right i mean there's so many people in all these categories this is why for me it's so important that we get our product market fit right right now and what we learned is as having an SDR and going completely outbound, that's when you're going to run into all of that competition, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody is sitting in that echo chamber. But if you can have a good product with a very simple value prop and let people come in inbound for it, we're going to actually really have a head start in terms of building pipeline and breaking into the market. So what that's taught us is, hey, yeah, but what will your product do that these guys won't do? Because somebody if someone sees you're doing something brilliant outbound, they'll just replicate it. Right. So like that's mm -hmm. not really defensible. So like where are you trying to take your product where it's truly going to be different than all these other guys out there, which is we help you get targeted, high quality B2B leads. Yeah. So, I mean, we're specifically serving the B2B social media marketer and that that is an underserved individual. Now, those guys aren't taking a whole bunch of outbound calls and a lot of B2B companies, they don't exist. But what you're finding is that in these B2B companies, they need to have a social presence. And that social presence today is just in maintenance mode. 
right? They're throwing a bunch of resources at it. They're not seeing any growth there, but they know they have to have a presence for hygiene. We automate that. So we help them grow that presence with very little resources. We help them get the right people into that social audience, and we help connect that with their marketing automation and their email marketing. That's the gap that we're filling in the market right now. And the realization that we came to is that that gap in the market, it's hard to go and fill that outbound at really high deal sizes. Instead, the right way to fill it is to say, hey, most B2B companies have this problem. They're trying to have a presence on social. Let them find us. Let them get into the system. Let's be really low cost about how we acquire and serve that customer. And then we'll grow them over time as they see that social channel turn into more and more of an ROI positive channel. So, so let me see if I can explain this back in one sentence to you. Um, you are basically the the enterprise grade Hootsuite internal for these B2B customers, and you're helping them use a much more powerful version of Hootsuite to find customers in their social channels. So that's where you get a, a higher ROI. Yeah, I mean, you know, so so uh, the comparison to Hootsuite's a little tough, right? Because Hootsuite and these other social media management systems have really been built to manage an audience, not to necessarily grow an audience. And so this is great for B2C marketers, where what you're doing is you're publishing content to a very large population of people, you're advertising to them, and you're getting this out, a message really, really broad. That's what you're managing through something like Hootsuite. You're scheduling your posts, you're doing your response management. Most of our customers customers still use a system like Hootsuite. But the problem that they're finding is, how do I even build an audience in the first place when I'm so specific in my target audience? How do I go find them? And that's where we come in and layer in, is we're gonna go and actually find your prospects on social media through our B2B targeting. And we're gonna give you the ability to turn on a one-to-one -one automated nurture, both through your email marketing system and your social like system. Like a Twitter so DM? Actually, a Twitter DM, and email, right? So you're putting that email address into your email marketing system. You're doing a, a social touch, a follow, a like, and that's what's helping you to build that audience online. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll apply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. Good stuff, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, man. Okay. I think I forgot what I answered. Crossing last the time. chasm. Crossing the chasm. Let me give you a, a new one. What have I read recently? Good to great. Classic. Classic, but a, a fantastic one I read recently when I was on, on my trip in Hawaii. And it's always just a good one to refresh and reset where you are and how you want to build your team and your culture. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
Um, you know, let's see. We know the big ones. I mean, I always follow what Benioff and, and you know, Zuckerberg and the rest are doing, but hometown hero, Satya Nadella, one of my close mentors, and he's just doing some fantastic things. He's got a new book coming out this fall that will be on my, uh, my must-read list as well. Uh, what's the book called? Do you know we'll have to, we'll have to interview him about it? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but look it up. Satya Nadella. It's, it's already on Amazon. You can pre-order it. I think it's one of his first books. It'll no. be a good one. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, for for me, I use the simple stuff, right? Google Calendar and Gmail. Um, let's see some things that we recently have acquired as a company. So we did get on outreach um, for all of our sales outreach to our inbound flow. I think our team is loving that. And then uh, right now as a category, we're looking into kind of employee and culture systems, things like Tiny Pulse, Culture Amp. We haven't decided what we're going to use yet, but to me, that's a really big gap to fill is, is a system that helps us measure how's our culture doing, how's our employees. Are you still paying for Yesware? Nope. Okay. Nope. That was your favorite tool last time. So I was curious, why'd you stop using them? You switched to outreach. <laughs> you know, you'll have to ask the sales team. I think that the metrics are just better in outreach. That's what my, that's what I'm hearing. Interesting. Number four, uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend, no kids. No kids. All right. And how old are you? 28. All right. Last question. Take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh man. Uh, be patient and focus above all on people. I think when you're young, you know, you, you sit down in front of a computer and you start specking things out and building wireframes and, you know, figuring out what you want your product to be. The most important thing is the people that are working for you, the people that you're recruiting, the culture that you're building. There you guys have it from Asim at Sosito. He's helping B2B folks give really personalized, targeted touches, especially in industries where it's not, you know, a mass market approach. He's doing it in a very fragmented space. He's obviously got funding, growing, really focused on having, how to use his 25-person team right now to grow revenues past that $200,000 per month mark. One to watch. Asim, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me again.